best friends, new and old, I present to you the Wombat Band. Wombats, terrible at musical instruments. Great at a party. This is Wombat Party. Welcome to Wombat Party. I'm your host, Karen from Canada, and I'm joined by my friends, Alicia, Sergio, and Taylor for a part two of the Tarot Cards podcast. Uh, Let's bring in our guests. Alicia, hello. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you feeling about the part two of the Tarot Card podcast? I'm excited. I really enjoyed what we did last time, and I feel like um, with time passing, I'm excited to to see it happen again. And you asked a question last time on the podcast, wondering if you can give us a little update uh, since the last time, whether or not the tarot cards answered your question and what came from that. Yeah, so um, last time I asked a question about um, moving and feeling um, restless about starting a new job that was fully remote and whether that meant I like wanted to move somewhere totally new. Um, and a couple of months ago, I actually decided to move to uh, Denver, to a new place. So uh, I've been enjoying that and I feel like my reading was accurate and insightful. Next, we have our guest, Taylor. Taylor, how are you doing today? And what are you feeling about coming back to tarot cards? I'm so excited to be back. I'm doing great. I love tarot cards. I love intuitive thinking. And I'm just happy to be back. And Sergio, our tarot card reader, um, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I I just did a uh, past lives reading as a warm-up. So that was fun. And I'm excited to get back into this. Right. So we are just a few days shy of Halloween. And you had this idea that we could look into past lives and use a special deck. So I'm wondering if you could maybe introduce the listeners to tarot cards again briefly, and then kind of take us into what we're doing today. My point of view on them is that I have always just considered them therapy in a deck. I just use them, you know, to get some clarity on certain situations. They're like a different perspective. I do a lot of readings on myself and I kept getting the same message that I need to learn how to let stuff go, which is very true. That's just how I use them. And so tell me how this might work with looking into past lives and um, how that comes through tarot card readings. So uh, tarot cards, it's a lot of symbolism and in- intuitive thinking uh, when you look at them. And like uh, when you you pick a spread, so we're picking a particular spread this time, which is like the way we lay out the cards, kind of the way you look at those cards and read the message from them change on like what you're asking and the type of spread you're using. Since we're doing one that's focusing on past lives, the story they end up forming is kind of like a story of like a person of who you used to be, how you died and uh, what you've kind of taken away from that past life. 
we are going to now kind of talk about what has happened since we last did the podcast, which is from my perspective, you know, after listening to what Alicia said, sounds like some people have been quite impacted by the podcast or that their reading in some way was reflected in the person's life later on. I think there's a bit of a congratulations in order for Karishma, who submitted a question last podcast about achieving her family goals. And just this week, she announced that she is expecting a baby boy. So congratulations, Karishma. Um, I hope the reading gave you some insight and helped you with some self-reflection and how you wanted to, to achieve your family goals. Um, I believe this is this was one of them. So um, congratulations. We also have a listener, Jack, who seemed to be pretty happy with his reading. He also ended up moving, getting a job and being a little bit more fulfilled. And we actually have a, a voice update from Robert, who has actually also submitted a question. So let's hear from Robert. Hello, Wombat Water Podcast. Thank you for having me again. Um, this is Robert. And last time um, during my tarot card reading, low-key, it changed my life. Um, just because I came in with the question of wanting to know what was wrong within my career and what I could do to fix it. And with the three cards given to me being the fool, death, and two of coins, and the way Sergio explained it. At first, he was hesitant to be like, you know, death means new beginnings, and perhaps this is a new career for you, and you need to, like, uh, do something else. But I could tell, you know, without really knowing me, right, you didn't want to just say, like, hey, quit your job. But because of the podcast, I didn't, I didn't quit just because of the tarot card reading. However, it did allow me to consider quitting being an option because I had to continue and trying to make things work. But through a lot of self-reflection, I waited to the end of the school year. I quit my teaching job, started dealer school to become a blackjack slash poker dealer. And I've been dealing poker for about um, a month and a half now. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I've been able to find now, um, because the last card was the two of coins, I've been able to find that balance between work and life now that I feel much better in uh, my place in this world right now. But I would like another tarot card reading on the simple question of what was my past life? Thank you very much. What a message from Robert. Alicia, what are your thoughts on Robert's update? Well, first of all, I'm very excited for him. I think I know where he is doing the blackjack dealing. So hopefully I get to maybe go see him and see him excited about his new experience at some point. And just overall, I'm just really excited for him. Taylor, what did you think? I loved how enthusiastic Robert was about his experience on the podcast and how um, not necessarily the readings changed his life, but how it opened his perspective up. Yeah, I'm just really excited to deep dive into this next question that he's asked and who knows what's to come. Sergio, uh, tell us your thoughts. Like, is this a typical reaction you get from people who, 
you've done readings with where they come back and say that the reading was so impactful? Uh, yes, actually. And uh, I kind of like what you said about the death card, about like how I didn't just want to come out and say, it looks like you should quit your job because I didn't want to do that. But um, when he said he didn't even consider that an option before, that's kind of what Carol does. It like kind of presents to you different options that you maybe haven't considered yet. So I like what he took away from it. Yes, I hope that the listeners take away something like that from the readings today. So please do your thing with the tarot cards and take us through the process. I really like how you did that the first podcast where the first reading you did, you sort of took the listeners through what you're doing and sort of your thought process as well. So uh, the first thing I do is usually if it's in person, I give the, uh, the person that wants the reading a chance to shuffle the cards. And then hand them back to me. I give them a quick shuffle. I, I cut them. And then I lay out the cards for the question they want. So I've already done the shuffling and I've laid them out. And then uh, this time we have a little bit more cards laid out because last time we kind of just stuck to a past, present, future for all the questions. But since we're doing a, um, a past reading one, I kind of have a different layout. So I see more cards than last time, like twice the number of cards. Alicia, can you tell us about the cards you see here? So there's six cards in total. They're all really pretty. And of course, lots of death because Day of the Dead. Yeah, it's interesting because even though all of the sort of uh, animate beings are, they're all skeletons. Like even there's a skeleton riding a horse that is a skeleton. Um, So despite all that, the cards have so much life in them because there's plants, vines, the skeletons doing different actions. The art, I've never seen something like that before. I mean, other than like in uh, Coco, the movie, <laughs> the Disney film. But it's it's actually really beautiful. It's not like super scary. It's just kind of interesting, intriguing in that way. Yeah, that's a major reason I'm drawn to this deck. This is actually my favorite deck that I own. I had a lot of issues with death uh, when I was younger. It just gave me a lot of anxiety. I'd have nightmares, I'd freak out. And one thing I love about this deck is it displays death not being the end because all these people, as you as you said, they're like, there's so much life in these cards. Before I kind of get delve deeper into the card, like, how do you guys, like, if I ask you that question, what do you get from this card just by looking at it? The first one, do you mean the one on the left? Yes, uh, the guy with the sword and he's uh, putting his down his throat. With the knife going down the throat, at first I was like, is this person hurting themselves? Is this a display of like bravery? And I kind of want to lean towards the bravery because they're still holding on to the reins of the horse and looks like they're still like trying to get into something or preparing for battle. What about you, Taylor? Yeah, I think to build off of Alicia's point, um, I think the thing that stuck out to me the most wasn't the sword nor the person or the horse, but the faces in the background of the photo. And it almost reminds me of like battling those inner demons or like those around you and other people's opinions. Sergio, what do you think? So let's start by looking at the the first card, and uh, that first card being the Knight of Swords. So in the position it's in, it's, uh, who were you? It's not like what job they had, because that's uh, the second card. This card being like who they were as a person. So in tarot, all the high cards, meaning like pages, knights, queens, and kings, 
they usually uh, represent a person in your life, whether that person's yourself or somebody that was around you. Um, and then, so that's what kind of what, what knights represent in tarot. And then swords uh, in tarot are really about uh, intellect and stuff like having to do with the mind and internal battles. Just reading up on uh, the Knight of Swords is like he is a master of both his physical and uh, his physical limits and his thoughts. So it's represented well because the knife represents like his mind and he's like kind of uh, having that knife down his throat. But as Alicia said, he he's not hurt. He's totally in control of himself. So he's kind of mastered his physical limits and his mind. So kind of what I gather from this person is that Robert uh, in a past life was somebody very sure of himself uh, and not in a cocky way and kind of just like uh, he just knew his limits well. Okay. I think that tracks with what we know about Robert. Right. Uh, then we're going to move to the second uh, card and that's uh, going to be the nine of pentacles. Uh, it's the one with the, the clock. In his past life. Um, again, I'll ask you guys like what you get from this card, and then here's the thing with tarot: sometimes it's very literal, and sometimes it could be a lot of like imagery and like stuff representing other stuff. So, like if you think clockworker, that's a totally perfect idea. If you see more in the card, then I'd love to hear what you guys see in it. Oh, Taylor, what do you think? This like there's an old timey grandfather clock. It's got sort of what do you call the the thing that swings on the bottom like i just see it like i call it a pendulum but i'm just making that up but it's in it's in motion so what do you what do you get from this um well i think obviously time sticks out but i think to me it sticks out in more of a because the photo is so full of life it makes me almost think the opposite of like a nine to five um and like always watching the clock and clocking in and clocking out. Whereas this has more life to it. There's flowers and greenery and it makes you think that whatever he did, he enjoyed it and it fulfilled him. Okay, Sergi, why don't you tell us maybe what could what you draw from the card? Okay. Um so uh to start off by pentacles uh in tarot um they represent kind of the materialistic things um so our possessions and stuff like that but they also represent their um earth so stuff that keeps us grounded and stuff like that so it's not always just strictly material things but kind of stuff that keeps us in our lives particularly the nine of pentacles Right. Uh, so Nine of Pentacles does uh, mean you, you've gotten an abundance in life, but it also strikes some balance. Like you said, Karen, the clock uh, says six. So it's like right down the middle. What Robert did in his past life, he was wealthy, but it wasn't an abundance of wealth, meaning he, he struck balance in his life, both in his career and his regular life. Just from uh, reading the card and reading about like what it is. A particular job I don't doesn't scream out at me. I think we can move on to card number three, which is the one right beneath it, the moon. Taylor, what do you see in the moon card? Yeah, so I see a, a lady looking what to me looks like a water reflection. Because I see lily pads and I see the moon faintly in the background and it's sort of rippled. 
So I see a lady looking at her reflection, but when she looks back at herself, it's not necessarily her and rather a skeleton of her. Yeah. And uh, Alicia, what do you, what's the vibe you get from this? I think of the cards we're seeing in this spread, this one feels the most solemn, especially because of a lot of the blue appearing here. And also, as Taylor was saying, with the skeleton peering back, it's definitely self-reflective. It seems like someone looking for themselves um, and trying to understand themselves. It feels very introspective. Sergio, what do you think? Yeah, uh, so the moon is one of my favorite tarot cards uh, whenever I get a new deck. Uh, the moon is one of the cards I immediately go to to see what it looks like. Um, uh, so kind of what the moon represents in tarot is uh, you're being guided by something, but also like with the darkness and like the colors uh, and uh, the uh, imagery is uh, you never know if you're being guided by the correct thing. You're kind of questioning yourself. So here she's looking at, at the moon's reflection but she also has like the actual moon behind her. That kind of calls in the question, like uh, there's two, two passes. She's looking at the, at the right one, just like her reflection, uh, her looking down, she's in flesh and bone and uh, flesh and blood. And then her reflection is just a skull. What I've gathered from that, where uh, the last card kind of said his, in his career, he, uh, he was striking a balance. Um, uh, in life, just kind of with work, his wealth, and uh, his life just in general. And in the moon, um... oh, we also didn't talk about what this uh, placement of the card represented, which is what challenges did you face? So what I'm thinking is, uh, I don't, what I'm seeing is uh, from, from this card is that maybe uh, Robert wasn't fully satisfied in his past life and uh, was being pulled in different directions and wasn't totally sure of which one to follow. Oh, do you guys agree with that? I mean, it's definitely something that was reflected in his life recently, um, sort of trying to figure out where to go, which way, which direction to go. Um, so that definitely, I would say, tracks. <laughs> and luckily, uh, so far in this period of his of uh robert's life it looks like maybe robert has learned from the past do you think that you got what you needed from that card yeah we can move on to number four which is the eight of wands how did you die uh and this is the eight of wands um can you want to describe the card a bit so i see a skull and there's a bunch of red other red other skulls with sort of like stringy stuff lagging behind them, like sort of sort of jutting from all the sides of the skull, um, sort of outwards. And the skull has its mouth open, like almost like it's screaming. It's got lots of loud energy. Um, so I'm wondering what you uh, gather from this very loud card about how Robert died in his past life. So kind of what I get from that is uh, whatever way Robert died in his past life uh he didn't die quietly in bed <laughs> uh from what i get discarded it was with a loud bang <laughs> yeah i don't think robert would be this kind of person that would take death quietly what do you think alicia i think i'd agree with that 
I don't know that he'd be deeply distraught, but I think he's a fighter for sure. And I think this card shows a lot of passion and emotion and um, a lot of activity. Yeah, and um, just like looking at the Im imagery and like intuition, almost want to say Robert was stabbed. It's kind of the vibes I'm getting from this card. Wow, that's a very uh, makes sense <laughs> if you'd be yeah. screaming. Yeah, okay, maybe so. This card, maybe I see, so. I see, I think of stabbing. So okay, I yes, because I've been watching a lot of slasher movies, but that's what I get. <laughs> <laughs> Sergio, which one is the next card? The next one's going to be the one right below that one. It's called the King of Pentacles. And that position will be, what lessons did you learn? So. All right. So, Taylor, tell us what you gather from this card. See a man holding a chest, and it looks like vines or roots towards the bottom of him. I am. I feel like I'm drawing a sense of him being attached to the roots because of how it looks and it, it gives me a grounded feeling um and i'm not exactly sure what i draw from it necessarily but i feel like whatever is in this box is important and um whatever it is that he learned um it was to keep these things close to him yeah so um now that we're talking about more cards, uh, the story is kind of coming together for me when looking okay. at this. Um, like I said, all the high cards are usually to pick a person. So uh, this is the King of Pentacles. And uh, kind of what I see from looking at this card is uh, the Knight of Swords, which was the first card we talked about, was kind of who Robert was when he was younger in his past life. And then the uh, the Knight of Swords, I meant. And then the King of Pentacles is kind of who he was towards the end of his life. And then talking about the King of Pentacles, uh, I'm just going to read you exactly what's uh, in the tarot book because I think it's right on the nose with everything else we've talked about. Um, a rational person, mature, wise, through his intelligence, he has managed to prosper and to accumulate a lot of material goods. The King of Pentacles, therefore, brings with them good earnings, rationality, and certainty. The Knight of, in the Knight of Swords, it kind of tells us Robert was uh, very uh, sure of himself, uh, focused well. Uh, he knew his limits pretty well. Um, what he did for a living, uh, you don't know for sure, but it does talk about, like, he was a wealthy person. Uh, he didn't have an abundance of wealth, but he made enough. And I think the moon, when we're talking about uh, being pulled in two directions and uh, if he's following the right one, I think that might be his issue was knowing, does he go for more wealth or does he be happy with what he had? And then what I get from the King of Pentacles is he learned to be happy with what he had because he's carrying that box with him. And it's not a huge box, but it is a box he's capable of carrying with him into the next life. Um, yeah, how do you how do you guys feel about that from that reading? Taylor, how do you feel like this uh, sort of ties into Robert's current life? Yeah, I think um, knowing Robert and the way he carries himself now, this does align a lot with him. Um, he's just a very sure of himself person, and he's not willing or always willing to take 
certain risks to if it means it's going to progress his life. But regardless of where he's at, he's always content and seeing the good and what he does have. So I I feel like this makes a lot of sense and it, it reflects into who he's become in this life. Sergio, bring us home with this last card. All right. And then the last card is the Nine of Wands. Karen, you want to describe it a bit? Okay, so I see uh, almost like a mob of people, maybe. They're all holding these red things. I don't know if they're weapons or staffs. They look like maybe like a staff for walking or something. Um, And they're all looking towards the same direction. They've got some sort of like sombreros and these uh, also some of them have these red hats. They look very solemn. Some of them have face paint. Um, and very serious, and they're all looking to the distance, and there's wind and leaves blowing over them. So even though they're very still, the world is, like, moving around them. Uh, So tell us, what does this tell us about Robert's life in the past? Yeah. All right. So I've mentioned before, uh, wands in tarot are kind of the loudest suit. They're all about energy and uh, creative energy and passion. So those are Uh, wands, the staffs? Yeah, wands. Okay. Kind of what I see when looking at this, um, I see almost like being at a festival or a celebration, but particularly in those bad moments of being at a festival of like when there's just too many people around you and you're like, why did I agree to come here? It's kind of the vibe (laughs) I get from this card. (laughs) Okay. And just from uh, the card's meaning, just like you've learned uh, to identify what is useless, useless as in like what you should be worried about and what you shouldn't be worried about and how to patiently wait to move forward. Uh, I'm kind of summarizing what the nine of wands stands for. So, uh, but just like looking at this picture and putting the rest of uh, Robert's story together, you learn patience and how he may be in a rough part of the festival at the moment, but just with a little patience, I'll move into the crowd and enjoy life better. Okay. Well, that's a valuable lesson for all of us to take from tarot card reading. Why don't we, uh, Robert, I hope that answers your question. And I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on that. Why don't we move on to the next question? So our next listener is Kate Lee. And here is her message. Hello, my name is Kaitley from Canada, and I've got Grayson here, if you can hear him in the background. Um, we were just wondering um, if we are on the right path, or if we need to do anything in order to uh, say anything like that. Thank you. So, um, I think since in the, in the interest of time, let's just do uh, more of a general question about whether or not Grayson and Kately are on the right path. So this would be just a different spread. Um, Sergio, would this be a three-card spread like last time? Yeah, we could do a three-card spread. Okay. So uh, I don't know. Could you hear Grayson in the background there, little Grayson? So Grayson's the baby. Yes. Right? Okay. <laughs> could you and hear Caitlin, the cooing? Yes. Caitlin was Kately asking the question? Yes, she was. I, I will... Uh-huh. And I'm going to... Pardon me? 
Sorry. And the question was, uh, are they on the right path? I didn't. I wasn't able yeah, to. Yeah, are they on the right path? That's that's the only thing that they asked. All right. I just sent you guys the cards, and uh, they're laid out in past, present, and future. All right. Uh, let's get started. In the the first, in the past position, uh, we have the judgment card. Um, would one of you like like to describe it real quick? See what you, uh, talk about what you guys see. Alicia. Tell us what you see in this card. Okay, so it looks like we're in a graveyard and there's four funeral members, family members, standing around a coffin um, where the deceased is uh, seemingly jumping out and celebrating. Um, The deceased also looks quite small. It almost makes me want to say it's a baby, but that might just be because we're talking about a mother and a baby. Um, And then there's also a pterodactyl bird-like figure in the background presiding over the whole event. Yeah, so uh, this card is kind of the judgment card. And um, kind of what I see see in it, and then reading more about this particular card. uh, The master of the four elements, judgment calls from above in a loud voice, a powerful and important renewal, the birth of a new, uh, the birth of a new conscience. A new family, a new reawakening, and deliberation of something that we kept close and isolated. So um, I know uh, Alicia says uh, it's a child in the coffin, but uh, when I looked at this card, I did see a child in the coffin, but uh, kind of what I took away from it was I did take uh, birth away from it, like just a child's coming into the world, not leaving it. Yeah, so I see a very happy child, like, bursting with confetti out of this this coffin, uh, smiling, right? And it does feel very celebratory, just that part there. Yes, and uh, kind of uh, these four people around the the coffin, uh, it can, it can, uh, this card's a judgment. So these four people are, like, judging this new child. And kind of um, what I've get uh, what I've get from the card itself is that judgment can be a good and a bad thing. Like I know people can say you don't you shouldn't judge others, but let's, let's be fair, we all do it. And it's like, uh, and you're gonna do that, especially with a new child. You're judging who they are as a person, who they're becoming as a person. Uh, and it's just a reminder of keeping a balance with judgment. Uh, too much of it can lead to negative things. Anyone else have anything else they see in it, or we can move on? Uh, you know what? Uh, Kately may relate to what you're saying, just from what I know about Kately. Maybe or maybe not, uh, in terms of judgment and, you know, going through hardships in life, or um, maybe Grayson went through a hard time, hard to say. Um, what about that next card? Yeah, the next card, uh, a page of wands. Um, pages are usually younger, uh, like I said, pages, knights, uh, queens, and kings represent a person around us, and pages are usually a younger person. Uh, so in this card, we have a young person, a little top hat, uh, on a swing that's on a tree, uh, swinging over some roses. I feel like this, there's, I can't tell if the red is flowers or apples <laughs> does anyone have an opinion on that i think it's flowers there's flowers above but there's flowers above on the branch yeah. but then below on the vines they look like tomatoes 
And then some of them look like flowers. I'm seeing the same kind of like red rose theme as you can even see in um, Robert's spread. Like, especially with the clock, I think it's the same kind of a a rose or flower work. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to read exactly what it says. Usually, sometimes with tarot, when I'm doing a tarot reading, sometimes I, uh, so it goes off a little bit more of intuition, and sometimes the book almost nails it on the head. So I'm just going to read ex- uh, out from the book, um, the Page of Wands. An arcana into continual movement, a messenger, a stranger with good news, and contacts who come from afar. The Page of Wands brings with him small displacements of reliable new things, and subordinate situations that could, however, be transformed into uncertainty, into acting, inconclusiveness, and excessive delays. I don't have a kid, but that kind of sounds like what a kid brings into your life. I think it looks kind of playful since it's on a swing set, but then playful, but then also composed with like the the ankles crossed and very seated. And um, the background reminds me of the king of. Mm, whatever was in Robert's spread, what was it called? Um, King, King of Pentacles was King of Pentacles. Yeah, it has the same um, that yellow background with the same print, and I think both of those mm-hmm. sets of people just look composed and like prepared. Yeah, and um, like I said before, wands is kind of a creativeness and like. Uh, the suit that all the cards kind of depict, depict a burst of energy, and while the the kid in this photo is calm on the swing, um, what Alicia was describing the design in the background is kind of where I get the burst of energy from on this one. Gotcha. All right, and then we're going to move on to the Eight of Swords. Uh, in this one, we have eight swords being pointed up towards the sky, and the sky. Uh, Ken, you want to talk a little bit about what the sky looks like? Yeah, the sky is very tumultuous, and it looks like there's a skull with teeth. Um, there's also a lot of movement here, like wind blowing. Sergio, can you tell us what you're reading from this card as it relates to Kaylee and Grayson? Looking at the card at first, I was a little worried when I saw it because uh, it's not the happiest card in the future position. Um, but. Uh, Swords uh, are the suit about like what's going on in your mind, and so uh, these all eight of these swords are pointing up towards the sky. And uh, just from reading of the card, uh, the card says like, "Don't be afraid to reconsider stuff you've all, you you you've thought is already set in stone, even if it causes a storm inside of you. Even if like you think oh, let's just do it this way because it's already been planned that way." Uh, and I don't want to worry about it too much anymore. So kind of what the card is saying is like, it's okay to reconsider things, even if it's going to wreak a little bit of havoc in your brain. Uh, uh, do you guys see that in that card? In the card? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's interesting because the question was whether or not they are on the right path and what can they do to make sure they're on the right path. So what is your overall impression as it relates to the question, Sergio? Yeah, um, if I want it was just a straight out answer, I think, yes, they're on the, on the right path. Uh, in, in the past card, we kind of have judgment surrounding 
this baby in this picture. Uh, I know we were talking about a baby, but it's just, uh, yeah, we uh, have judgment surrounding this baby, and uh, but the card itself is kind of a reminder that, like with anything else in life, there is a balance, and like judgment can be a good thing and a bad thing, just depending on how much there is in your life. And then in the current thing, like I, I see a happy child on the swing that is bringing new stuff into your life and a certain uncertainty. But the card itself uh, is very calm. And like, even though the kid's surrounded by a burst of energy uh, in this picture, uh, they themselves are in a good place. And then the last one, which is in the future position, is just like swords, which represent the mind uh, fighting against a storm. And the storm is just like, is what I, uh, the storm to me is like full of thoughts and ideas just going around your head and your mind is fighting against them. And it's like, and that's okay. That's the way kind of life works. And like, sometimes you do have to reconsider things and sometimes there are going to be storms going on in the head, but just like keep moving forward. Alicia, you had a little comment in the chat there. Oh, this was um, before I knew what the card meant, but I like that all the swords were kind of together saying they're going to fight for something, even though it looks difficult, right? The sky looks really stormy. Um, and there's that saying, like, it takes a village um, to raise a kid. Um, so it just made me think of, like, a support system working together, even though something's difficult. That totally makes sense. Taylor, what do you think? Have you ever thought about... Um... Like, especially that last card, um, you know, that things don't have to be a certain way that you can reconsider the way you're doing things. Yeah, yeah, I think that that last card really describes how there's going to be hardships in life, regardless of who you are and where you come from. And I think with the swords and how light one side of the photo is versus the dark that we keep talking about is that. It, it doesn't matter the hardships that they're going through. We're going to face it regardless. But we have a, a army of eight swords and we're strong and we're brave and we're courageous enough to battle those inner demons. Yeah, you're right. How like the side with the swords is very bright, uh, which is yeah. very helpful. So Taylor, um, I think... You have told us you need to leave soon. So I wanted to say thank you for joining us today. We are going to continue into the readings, but where can the listeners find you on social media? Yeah, guys, I'm all over social media. You can find me on Instagram at Tay St. Louis, like the city, um, or I have a makeup TikTok account that you can follow, Makeup by TSL. I'm everywhere, so just got to look out. We will uh, maybe tag you in the promotional social media for this. Uh, do you have a Twitter, Taylor? Um, I do. It's at Tay St. Louis. Okay, so maybe we can tag you there and then people can find you uh, from there. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Taylor. Thanks, guys. I'm so happy to be here. And what a fun evening. Thank you so much, Karen. Thanks, Taylor. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, so let's move on to a question from our uh, friend, Justin. Uh, Just to give everyone a bit of a preview, we're going to have Justin's question and then 
a duo of Rob and Akiva, some of our favorite podcasters, they also want to know about their past life. So that's coming up. Uh, stay tuned. So let's hear a question from Justin. Alicia, you do know Justin personally, so I'm just curious if you could tell the listeners a little bit about who Justin is or what Justin is like. So I met Justin um, the middle of last year um, through an online community, and I have always felt that Justin is someone who doesn't put on airs. He's very much himself and is fun to be around, has a a range of different interests, um, whether it be hiking or his uh, tiny kitten, Murphy, or cryptocurrency, or whatever new thing is sparking his interest. Um, Justin just... uh, has good energy is what I would say. Yes, I would agree. Justin is quite optimistic um, as a person, but then when he's pessimistic, it still sounds optimistic. (laughs) Justin is also just very fun. So let's hear Justin's question. Now, Sergio, I have a video of Justin driving stick and asking his question. Do you want to see it or is audio good enough for you? Oh, let's see it. Hello, Sergio. Thank you for selecting my question. I guess I'm curious about my past lives. That sounds pretty awesome because I'm a huge history buff. I read a lot of history and I would love to know where I might fit in world history. Like I especially have an affinity for uh, Roman Roman history and that stuff's just super fascinating. Even though, like, if I did live in that time, I'd probably have a pretty miserable life because the wealth imbalance was huge. But who knows? Maybe I'd be somewhere cool. And even though, like, hopefully I'm a good person, like, I'd like to know if I was a good person. Granted, I'm not a really good person right now, so maybe that would be bad because <laughs> I'm evolving, like, my cosmic journey. But who knows? I, I don't know. I find this stuff fascinating. I know almost nothing about it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'd be interested to know about my past life. Thank you. Okay, so, Sergio, we have Justin's question about his past life. He's really interested in Roman history. So I'm curious to know where this goes. Uh, how he was. Let's start this off with card number one. It's on the left side and it's called uh, the sun. I see a sun. It's <laughs> almost like a sunflower, right? And there's some mariachi music, maybe. That's what I imagine it to look like with this, the outfits and the guitar strumming what do you think alicia um two things stuck out to me the hummingbird actually looks alive whereas the horse from earlier was definitely a skull and uh, some of these other cards have wildlife that is partially dead so i'm surprised by that and then two the sun and then the sunflowers with the skull peeking through gives me very strong teletubby baby in the sun vibes (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is like the probably the most happy card we've seen today, I think. Definitely, definitely. Sergio, what do you think about this card and how it relates to Justin? I'm shocked. Like, this seems so Justin. Yeah, uh, like for me, I got I grew up around this music, so I, I can hear this card when I look at it. Like, it's loud. It's so vibrant. Um, kind of what I get from the hummingbird, you know, eating out of the sun is kind of like the circle of life especially with that skull in the sun and the hummingbird, like Alicia said, is very much alive. It's not a skeleton, like so many other things in, in this deck. So uh, the sun is usually a very happy card. So right on the nose, the sun usually represents a male and paternal archetypes. 
it kind of just symbols unconditional love. It's kind of like the biggest takeaway to take away from this card. From what I get from this card in particular, who Justin was in his past life was a very happy, loving person, which one what I've gathered from you guys is very much who he is still, right? Yeah, I would agree. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next card, which is the Four of Wands. And that is, uh, what did you do in your past life? Uh, yeah, so the Four of Wands, what I see in this card is kind of like a little booth at like a farmer's market. Is that kind of what you guys are getting from it? Yeah, definitely selling flowers, like apothecary-esque. Karen, where's the region uh, that Justin is from? What is it known for? He lives in Alberta, which is a mountain and prairie province. The city that he lives in is known for like rodeos and agriculture, um, like that kind of vibe, like cowboys and stuff, even though he lives in a city. But they have like a huge stampede and rodeo every year. And um, yeah, a lot of like trucks and stuff around the city. So the agriculture vibes yeah, seem to fit for right. that here. It's a very homegrown kind of place. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just reading about the Four of Wands, uh, just one quick sentence that uh, jumped out at me is the Four of Wands makes any desire become reality. So, kind of what I'm getting from this, I would venture to say is that Justin was like a salesman in a past life. Uh, whether it was working out of a booth or any other uh, place, uh, his career was very much selling people goods. Is what I get from this card. That fits the card, I think. I think the salesperson looks really um, proud, maybe, and they're standing very tall and like prepared for all the customers. They look like a good salesperson. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, like, with a personality type like you guys have described as Justin, uh, it kind of suits that well. So what I'm getting is that maybe personality-wise, Justin's personality has not changed that much from a past life. And I kind of like that, because I think he has, like, not a full old soul vibe going about him, but um, I think he can relate to, like, different age groups, if that makes sense. <laughs> Justin does work with the youths, as as he says. He does do outreach or community kind of service with younger people. Um, but also uh, in his work, day to day work, he's he's definitely uh, you know meeting different people and um, very sociable. I, I don't know if anyone really like you know in a social context would have trouble communicating with Justin or Justin wouldn't have trouble communicating with them. Very open person and yeah. generous, I feel like. Like just even socially generous. Um if you say that you maybe have an issue um or some something troubling you, he always finds a way to find a silver lining or like tell you that well at least it's not it could be a lot worse, you know? Uh so that's what I love about Justin. All right, let's move on to the card just beneath that one, which is what, what challenges did you face? And this, uh, we have the King of Cups. What immediately jumps out to you guys on this card? His struggles were alcoholism. That's what I get from this card. <laughs> <laughs> or overindulgence, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Justin does not drink. Right. So, uh, <laughs> he could be drunk on life or drunk on, 
Yeah, I feel like that's what Justin would say. <laughs> that he's he's already like full in some way. Yeah, so just reading more about this card, this card can also represent um like fraud, egoism, and even corruption. And maybe that mm-hmm. wasn't Justin's like struggle internally, but like you know, happy people are often like people try to corrupt that in other people. Uh at least that's the way I feel. Like it, it may not be that person being corrupt it may just be like somebody else trying to come in and using that person's kindness for something but uh what i got is like something external or was his biggest struggle back then gotcha does the heart on the the necklace mean is that related um to this card because right like these are all skeletons so none of them have hearts so (laughs) this person wearing a heart seems kind of deceptive um yeah um, I, uh, just you bringing it up immediately. What I thought about is even in death, uh, in the past, in, uh, Justin's always had his heart with them. So even like he's drinking from this cup, but, uh, and he might even be like, um, drinking the Kool-Aid of like external situations trying to corrupt him, but his heart is always around him. So I think even in the past life, his challenges well, that might have been a challenge for him. I, I, I would venture to say he came out on top. Yeah, Justin is uh, definitely someone where I feel like... It's funny that you mean like, you mentioned like corruption and that kind of thing, but now I don't think Justin is a corrupt person or was necessarily corrupt in a past life, but just knowing him, I feel like he's someone who would look for loopholes or think of every single possibility um, in any given situation. Um, does that, Sergio, does that sort of make sense with this card? Yeah, for sure. Moving on to the next card, which is going to be the Wheel of Fortune. Uh, how did you die? Uh, Kevin, you want to talk about uh, this card? Well, I see, like, the two blades. This, like, the Grim Reaper blades, but there's, like, it's, like, a double-edged one that is attached to a pirate ship's wheel, and in the middle there's an hourglass. It's almost like a yin yang because there's there's a white skeleton and one black skeleton. They're sort of like turning, either turning the wheel together or, or maybe in opposite directions. I don't know if they're at odds with each other in terms of the direction of the wheel. It, am I right about that? Yes, um, and I'm glad you talked about the wheel because this card changes meanings depending on which position it stands in. Like if it's like upright, upside down, or sideways, um, it can mean different things. Uh, like it can mean the beginning, you're in the beginning stages of something new, you're in the middle of it, or in the ending. Any of you guys see anything that would talk about like how a person died in this card? I think I resonate with the yin-yang aspects. And then also their hands are passing through the wheel and their legs are wrapped around the outside of it. So it's like very entangled. So that makes me think of like internal peace and struggle with that um yeah and another um thing i see in this card uh just by looking at it it makes me think of just constant movement like even in death it looks like these two never stop turning uh spinning this wheel and um what i get from that is i think um just from reading from the card i think uh just in his past life wasn't a person who grew old and kind of slowed down or became a curmudgeon and stopped accepting like new things like sometimes uh, older people can do. Um, 
like I said, this wheel is about like new beginnings and present spending on what position. Uh, I just want to say he died very lively. Uh, he kept the wheel moving and would always accept new things into his life. I like it. Okay, then we're going to move down to the, uh, the Ten of Cups, which is what lessons did you learn? So if there's one thing I don't, I don't like about uh, this deck would be the Tens in this deck. In this deck, all the tens are uh, butterflies. It's all the same image, just different colors. But before I talk a little bit more about how I view uh, the butterflies in this, like, what do you guys get from it? Feels a little bit ephemeral, but also peaceful. I think it's interesting with like the butterfly. Those usually represent metamorphosis, right? And half the butterfly is complete with like full, like the top parts of the wings are full. And then the bottom half is sort of like rib cagey. It's just like a skeleton like. So I think that's interesting. Like I've always thought of Justin as a half full, half empty kind of like more half full kind of guy. And so this sort of gives me that feeling. Yeah. I like what you said about the, the metamorphosing thing, uh, vibes you get from this card. Um, this is the Ten of Cups. And if you really want to describe the way how how each suit goes through each number, um, the one of cups being uh, a butter uh, a caterpillar, and then the ten being a butterfly is great symbolism for like the journey each suit goes on in tarot. So uh, the one would uh, one in tarot cards are about beginnings, and tens are about the the person after that beginning. If that makes sense. Cups are about are you are a lot about emotions, and so this card's like, what did he learn from his past life? And uh, it's a butterfly, so and uh, I think what he possibly took away from past life is uh, a lot more control about his emotions and dealing with them. I think that could make sense. Like I think he has a lot of awareness over his emotions now, and so maybe that's some control that he developed in a previous life. All right, and let's move on to the last card here, which is how have you been influenced? Alicia, what do you see in the, the Seven of Wands? Um, okay, so we have another no human card. Um, we have a forest, um, and it kind of looks like we're on the ground level looking up at the forest, and all the trees are kind of reddish, so I want to feel like it's maybe around sunset. And there's also a couple trees that have been chopped down because we can see the logs at the bottom. I wouldn't say the forest looks scary, mostly because there's like warm colors still. So it's not like a desolate horror movie forest. <laughs> it's just a chill fall sunset forest. Yeah, I agree. Like, did you, either of you see, uh, at least you might have said this and I just missed it, the skull in the trees? Oh, no, I didn't notice that, but I do now. Yeah, there's kind of like the eyes and the nose, like the, the cavities or the, the orifices um, that you would ha usually see in a skull. Yeah, and kind of, um, like I said, wands, um, they're quick, they're a burst of energy. And what this card is trying to tell you is move through this forest quickly. It's not a scary forest. It's not like Alicia said, but like kind of if you take a moment, if you stay too long to this forest, you're going to see the, the scary stuff in it like the skull in the branches. And what this card is like trying to tell people is 
Uh, make decisions quickly, even consulting people around you in order to proceed and go ahead, as this is not yet the time to put down roots. So I think the biggest lesson he can take away from his, how he's being influenced from his past life is making decisions quicker and that not, maybe not every decision needs to be this long drawn out process. Cause like, if it is, you'll scare yourself out of it. Yeah. It sounds like another way to say that is like, don't dwell too long. Um, either in making a decision or in like focusing on the negative or something. I feel this for Justin. Um, Like in terms of how he's uh, approached big decisions in his life and maybe like possible new journeys and paths. I feel like he's dwelled on a lot of, dwelled on a lot of things. And I, I wonder if, do you feel like this is something that, because uh, we, he didn't learn this because the other card was about what he learned, right? So is this sort of like re- recap again what this card signifies in the spread? Uh, how have you been influenced or should be influenced from your past life? Right. Okay. So, so then I, yeah. I do feel like Justin has carried this into his his current life. Um, because there are there are some things that he's told uh, told me or like things situations he's gone through where I think he did dwell on on the decision for a long time and put other things uh, put it off by focusing on other things. Um, so that's I do feel like this is something that ref- is reflected in his current life. What do you think, Alicia? Yeah, <laughs> I do think yeah. it's generally. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> think of a couple of examples. Uh, but okay, that's this. Uh, do you think any of this speaks uh, Roman emperor or Roman uh, arist- aristocrats or aristocracy to you? Because he said he liked Roman history. I know. And I was trying to see if anything like that popped out at me. Um, I'm sure there's some things there when you look at it. I don't know a lot about Roman history, so maybe I just missed. But hopefully he can take a, he can take a look at the images and see if like there's anything Roman inspired that popped up at him. We are now going to do a reading for our good friends over at Robin Akiva Need a Podcast. It's the stars, Robin Akiva. And I'm gonna let's hear what they had to say about want, whether or not they wanted a tarot card reading. And so we are answering I didn't even people's know a tarot card reading could tell you your past life. Yeah, so we're asking people. Okay, we're doing do you think that we were the- podcast co-hosts in the past life? I don't. Well, in, would the past life indicate that like it was the past because there were no podcasts before? Oh, that's we were a born. good point. We're using the death deck, which is not actually the as spooky as it sounds. I'm out. Check, please. <laughs> no, no, no. It's more like a Latin American art. It has skulls and stuff on, on the deck. But it's in death in, in tarot card, by the way, it means more like new beginnings than actual death. Uh, so do you want to know about your past lives? Yeah, I'd like to know. All right. Before I lay these cards out, um, Karen, I did listen to that. But uh, um, what were the biggest things they wanted to learn about, like who they were? What did they do and how did they die? Is that uh, no, I don't even, I think they're maybe a little scared to find out about how they died, but uh, they want to know if maybe they were uh, doing similar jobs. Like were they old timey broadcasters or something in the past or entertainers? Um, they were just curious. Um, right, here we go. 
So the left three cards are uh, Rob's. The three cards on the right are Akiva's. And then the middle one is kind of the joint experience together. Uh, let's start with Rob's first one, which is going to be Who Were You? Lisa, you want to describe the card a bit? Um, there's a bunch of skulls covering the ground. Most of them are white, but some of them are green. Five of them are green. Um, and then it looks like a man uh, standing over them, crushing the skulls with his boots. Uh, yeah, this kind of card just talks about someone. Uh, the pentacles are about materialistic and grounded things. And like um, we have five uh, that are green uh, that are on the floor. So like even losing materialistic things or things in life that ground him, he still manages to walk forward. So I would say Rob was a person who persevered a lot in a past life. Okay. And then normally we jump down to the next one for Rob, but let's just jump over to uh, who Akiva was in his past life. So that is the Nine of Swords. The Nine? Yeah, it is Nine. Uh, Karen, what are you seeing this card? Okay, so there is uh, someone, uh, like, what do you call those kind of boats? Like in Venice. It's like the boats they have in Venice, and the guy takes the staff to, like, push the boat. Gondolas? Gondolas? Is that what they're called? I feel like that's right. I'm going to stick that's what that. I was gonna say. That's what I was going to say, but then I wasn't sure. Because I thought gondolas were in the sky. So it's like those boats that they have in Venice or uh, the fake Venice in uh, Las Vegas. So, and then there's a man using a staff to push the boat forward. He's got like a black outfit. So who was Akiva? Yeah, I'm reading and it's kind of making me laugh because I know who Akiva is now. <laughs> the Nine of Swords, we have uh, preconditions for possible crisis due to periods of enclosure and isolation. Uh, so what I see in this card is this man is kind of on his own, and it's weird to say the other people in the in the gun in the boat are dead since they're all skulls. But uh, he's the only one wearing clothes. And what I gathered from reading about the card and seeing this card is uh, I would venture to say Akiva was an isolated person in the past life, but as uh, he was willing to venture out, and I think this card is talking about um, his willingness to do so but just kind of who he was as a person was isolated. Okay, next. Hey, um, what did you do? So we're going to go the Wheel of Fortune uh, for Rob. Yep, so um, we've seen this card before, past reading we just did. Um, it's kind of talking about never ending, like continuing to go. I think where we where it came up last, it was describing a person who was willing to accept new things in life and wasn't someone that closed themselves on from new things and was always writing ready to begin again which is very much where the will comes in um what i see from this i don't think uh, rob had a particular job i think he had a, kind of a lot of stuff going on which is very much who he is now like it all might be bought podcasts but he definitely has his hand in a lot of cookie jars so uh that's what i get from this card you guys have the same feelings yeah that makes sense to me we talked about movement last time and not staying still. Okay. Uh, let's move on to uh, Kiva, what he did in the past life. Uh, this is the Seven of Pentacles. Alicia, you want to describe the card a bit? Okay, so this one's new. It kind of looks like in the foreground, there's an abacus of skulls for counting. And if I knew how to use an abacus, that probably says seven. 
Um, and then um, there's posters or banners for La Dia de Muertos on the back. El Dia? I don't remember. Anyway. Um, and then there's the, the I guess, the, the counter person, the abacus user um, in, the, in between um, using it. Yeah, El Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> I think with this card, uh, pretty easy to kind of get the vibe of what Akiva was doing in the past life. I would almost venture just to say finance or accounting. It was definitely doing something with money. Uh, does that feel like a good read? <laughs> Do you care? Uh, not sure. I mean, you know, Akiva famously <laughs> has a uh, limited set of skills, but the ones that he does do, he does very well. So uh, he could, I'm not sure if Akiva is very good at things like bills and calculations. Uh, to my knowledge, he doesn't really do financial stuff around his house, uh, but I could be wrong maybe, on that. Maybe it's because he did it so much in a past life. He, that he doesn't have break. Like, <laughs> he's just tired of it just was like i i've already i'm just tired of. i just want to like chill out now maybe i mean I, here's the thing is uh akiva could do all of these things if he really wanted to so uh interesting uh maybe this will encourage be encouraging to, to akiva that he was like doing such an important job i mean he still does important things but uh wow okay akiva all right, let's move on to Rob's next card, which is, what lessons did you learn? Um, so we, this is another card we've seen before. It's called the Four of Wands. Um, kind of said it looked like a booth at a farmer's market. Uh, this person's like selling flowers. Karen, just real quick, uh, knowing that we're talking about Rob this time around, does anything different jump out to you at this card? Or, I mean, Rob is an amazing business person. and But the other thing about it is, he is very good with people. So I just feel like this reflects him having so much to offer and um, giving a lot of people what they need. Like he meets a lot of people's needs for entertainment, company, um, need for like social interaction and exchange. So that's what I feel from this. Uh, so I'm going to read a little bit about advice from the dead for this card, which is like, uh, make the most of this moment of stability to fully enjoy and benefit what you have gained. And I think that kind of describes what how Rob is now. Um, he's very much in the moment. Like he's like, it's a, he podcasts about Survivor is kind of how he makes a living. But we kind of just went through a year without Survivor, or a little bit more than a year. And he didn't let that slow him down. He kind of made the most of the moment and still put out a ton of podcasts. So I think that's kind of a lesson he pulled out from a past life. All right, let's move on to uh, lessons of Kivalin from a past life. And this is the Knight of Cups. Anything jump out, uh, either of you? Alicia? So it looks like we're sitting on like a, like a rocking horse. And by we, I mean this like dark figure dressed in blue. And then also there's like a, an archway of flowers. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I got. Yeah, so like I've mentioned before, so uh, Knight of Cups, I think this is very much talking about who Akiva was as a person. Cups are about emotions. Yeah, so reading more about the Knight of Cups, it's kind of a person 
not so much of like controlling his emotions, but a person just being very comfortable with themselves. So I think uh, in Akiva's past life, that that was kind of the biggest lesson he learned uh, moving forward. Yes, I, uh, you know, that sleepover podcast came out. <laughs> was it last year? I can't even remember when that came out. But, um, you know, there's a lot of buzz about like, what can Akiva do and not do? And Akiva's like, look, this is my life. My, this is how it is. This is how my family helps me. This is what I do. This is what I offer. And that's what it is. Uh, Akiva, I don't think he saw any need to really like change himself. He was just like, this is what I do. And so uh, I would not be surprised if that's something he took in onto like many situations. Um, Look, he doesn't tie his shoes. He buys uh, lace less shoes because he doesn't want to tie his shoes. Doesn't need to learn how to. Or maybe he probably knows how to, but he chooses not to. And he's comfortable with that. Um, so good on you, Akiva, for just sticking to your guns and being happy with who you are. And you clearly have a family that's also cool with it, too, because you seem to have a pretty happy life. Yeah, I remember listening to all that, and I, I I could not imagine just allowing that conversation to happen around me. And I think definitely speaks to who Akiva is. <laughs> What's next? All right, and then we're gonna we're gonna move into the last card, uh, which is the Queen of Pentacles, the, kind of the middle, and it's kind of um, is kind of their interactions with each other. So, uh, Queen of Pentacles, Karen, what do you see in this card? I see person wearing a dress looking they've got like a ladder propped up against a tree and they're about to climb up the tree i'm a little concerned that that ladder is not really fully like secured onto the tree like i think it's dangerous if they start climbing up uh but that's what i see for the most part and some vines on the ground so maybe this person is trying to kind of uh get away from something in the past or something holding them back there's intention to get a, get off the ground, essentially. Yeah. Um, reading about this card, I kind of uh, look at it a little bit different. This card kind of talks about, like, pentacles is, like, materialistic things and also, like, things that keep you grounded. And kind of what this card's trying to say is, like, don't get comfortable in your materialistic surroundings. And, like, th th these vines are trying to grab her and make her stay leveled. At, like where she's at right now and she's trying to climb this ladder to kind of reach newer and better things and like Ken, like you said it looks dangerous there's, there's nothing holding this ladder up but it's kind of talking about how like don't be afraid to leave uh your comfort zone and move up no matter what's at risk so if i'm putting that together as far as like who rob and akiva were as, as people um, I think Rob had many jobs in his past life, and I think he interacted uh, with Akiva. And you know, I'm I'm saying this very much in the lens of knowing how they interact now, but I'm willing to say they worked together in the past to kind of move up in life. Interesting. I mean, this podcast Renap definitely has. It's not just like a thing. It's it's a big thing now. I mean it started as something small, like a small idea of having a wheel of ideas, right? And it became so big, like this podcast has its own musical <laughs> and uh, it has like its own little community and its own Reddit page or subreddit. There's so much like that 
you know, they have a census. It has its own, uh, what is it called? <laughs> uh, what's the thing that they made of all the rules? I want to say constitution, but I don't think it's... They have their own constitution. Like, it's a huge thing now. Okay, let's move on to our last official reading. Um, and it's going to be Alicia's reading. And then we'll have a bonus reading for listeners after the podcast. One more past life reading. But Alicia has a, a non-past life question. Yeah, um, so I said at the start of the podcast that I just moved. I also <laughs> started another new job last week. Um, so definitely in a transition period. Um, I did end up deciding to live alone when I moved to this city. Um, so just like a lot of change happening right now. Um, I'm kind of curious if um, that trend of change in a lot of it and like the instability that I'm sort of feeling um, is going to continue for a while, um, which would be exciting, or if I'm going to find some um, more peace, um, at least in like this next period of my life. I don't know if that's a very concise question or not. Um, yeah. I guess I'm just wondering like what the pace of life will be, um, maybe like within the next two to three years. Yeah, so um, you're wondering if, like, is there more change down the pipeline or if things are going to settle down? <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's going to be more change generally, but I just wonder if it'll be, like, as large of change as... Like, moving um, and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, like, magnitude, I guess. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can definitely see if we can get you some answers on it. I'm just going to shuffle, cool. and then we're going to do the three-card spread. Alrighty, I just sent you guys the picture, and as you can see, these are all cards that have come up before in today's readings. Yes. Well, not this last one. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it was a higher pentacle card. Yeah, you're right. Um, but let's start with uh, the one that represents kind of the past. Uh, in a three-card spread, the first card is either, like, past or, like, um, the way some people view it is just giving context to the rest of the reading. So in this past, we have the sun which um, has come up before. And uh, like we kind of said, it's very bright. Uh, I said loud just because I can hear the music these two are playing. Um, Alicia, since this is your reading, like actually since it's your reading, I'm going to go to Karen and ask her if she <laughs> said anything in the context of Alicia here. These cards for Alicia, are we starting with the first one. It's actually the same card that we pulled for Justin about who he was but this is about in context of the past am I understanding yes. that right yes okay uh it can be the past I'm just giving context right giving context the... could even just be a, like a mindset or expectations yeah it doesn't even have to describe Alicia as a person or maybe like she left a place that was very vibrant and like happy and loud and is moving on to different things or yeah moving to a sad sad place <laughs> I, that's why i kind of hesitated when kidding, i said kidding. it but, yeah. <laughs> well i think that looking i mean alicia i feel like alicia is definitely in a stage she started at a stage of life that was very much like 
I went to MIT and I got a lot of things right. I have a really cool job. Um, and things were like seemingly on the right path, you know, like doing things like checking, checking off the boxes and now she, and then she moved on to a, a really super cool job. I don't know her new, new job, but everything seems like super cool. And like looking forward to like the new adventures in life. I'm going to move to Colorado. And so I feel like it's a very, like her mindset in the past was, Maybe, although somewhat sort of uncertain, a lot of things were like comfortable and like going really well before she started this journey. At least that's how I felt and perceived Alicia's life, like very, very accomplished at a young age and things seem to be looking up. So that's how I feel about that. Alicia, is that fair at all? (laughs) Uh, I think that's kind. I, I was also thinking like when Sergio said that, like, thinking about um, like a happy previous place like yes I did feel very comfortable or like accustomed to where I was living since it was where I went to school and so just felt like I was used to where I was and things were in some ways like easy by the time I was leaving which was part of the appeal of leaving so yeah I think I think that could be accurate yeah and uh, I'm just going to read to you uh, the advice from the dead because it's quite optimistic, a lot better than I made it sound. Uh, move ahead on your projects with serenity as they can now derive energy from a new luminous and benevolent source. Leave all your worries that darken your life behind you. Yeah, I like that better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, so, yeah, that's kind of in your past, giving context. You are moving forward and stuff like that, but it doesn't necessarily mean like the sun's gone away. They're just finding a new source. And uh, let's go to the Seven of Wands. This is also a card that came up. I can't remember which one it came up in, but uh, it depicts a forest. Um, the, the kind of the trees start off very wooden and dark, and as it goes higher and higher up, the uh, trees get to a deeper red. Yeah. This also appeared for Justin and you pointed out the skull and we talked about like not dwelling on things for too long. Um, what is the middle position for a three spread mean again? Current, uh, where you currently are. And then the last card would be your, where your future's going. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. What I didn't say back with the Justin's reading, uh, I love this card cause like the phrase stop and smell the roses is a common phrase people use to like tell people to like slow down in life. But this card is very much the opposite. This card is saying it's a good forest, but get out of the forest as fast as possible. <laughs> so um, from what I get from this card and from uh, just Alicia, some of the backstory you were giving me is I think you are right now in a forest of change. Um, but I feel like you might be leaving that because that's kind of what this card is saying is like we're we're going to move on and get out of this. Quickly, uh, okay. Karen, are you getting the same vibes? I mean, at this stage of life, just got to a new place, new job. So does that mean like exiting the forest of change is sort of like riding riding out this current adventure and like seeing what that brings? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like um, with the Seven of Wands is like very much talking about like you are in this place right now, but this isn't where your journey ends. Like oh. this, is like, yeah, like I don't like. 
this is the for you're passing through this forest right now and like um there might be a lot of chains there might be a lot going on but like this isn't this isn't the end of the road you're gonna get through this forest okay cool <laughs> oh god all right and let's move on to the page of pentacles um can you want to talk a little bit about uh, the page of pentacles as i look her up so i see a person do we call these people a person a being yeah i've been calling them people yeah i, I call them people too okay so i see a person in skeletal form on a stroll through the vines with a purse and putting a looks like they're putting a coin into a bag like a purse um and this person is i feel looking fondly upon the the coin that they are depositing into the bag what do you think alicia yeah i mean i think the facial expression is positive um yeah it definitely doesn't seem scared could it be like harvesting since it kind of looks like she's in a field yes very much so and that's kind of where i was going to go with it um okay so the first thing uh as i was laying down the cards the first the, the card this the last card jumped out to me first uh to me it kind of just looks like somebody at a grocery store <laughs> yes it's me at trader joe's with my tote bag my reusable tote bags and then reading about it it is very much about like uh harvesting as you said and then like saving money and that's just because pentacles is money uh materialistic things also stuff that keeps you grounded but like i don't know just from my perspective if you're in a place that where you're starting to like save money that to me means that life is kind of uh is meddled out at, at right now like there aren't any surprises coming your way you're in, a, you're in a place where you're like yeah saving money i don't know uh karen how do you how do you view that like, do you think do you connect state saving being able to save money with like stability? Um, it could be the start of it. I mean, when I moved to my current province, I moved all on my own. Um, I think I might have had like thirteen hundred dollars, just like that was all I had, which is still like a decent amount. Like you can live off of that, but um, but that's like kind of where I started was with just enough to pay one month's rent um and not much else um and i remember that was just sort of like i very diligently worked and saved and i was actually able to do a lot afterwards because that's sort of what i did and it's not like i was doing it on purpose it's just i lived a really pretty simple life and i was um it was sort of like the start of um like money sometimes affords you possibilities and opportunities that you couldn't have otherwise so um if this reflects on where you're at alicia i'm really excited for you um because you know as as materialistic as we frame money like it's still something um that can be important for someone's um journey in life yeah and uh let's yeah just, i'm just gonna put <laughs> this together because i uh i saw a now that i see i'm looking at all three closely I kind of see the story playing out. On uh, the first part, we have like the sun, which is like uh, a bright place that's like nourishing you. And Alicia's kind of leaving that to enter the forest. 
and this forest is very much about change like everything looks different um even though it's not immediately scary the more the longer you look at it like it, the more kind of haunting it gets and it's a, it's something new and then in this last one we i the way i look at it is like this last one is she's still very much in this forest but she's found light in the forest and she's now harvesting from the forest cuz like i know it's a log but when i look at it quickly in the um, in the seven of wands pentacle it looks like a log but to me that almost kind of looks like the coin she's putting in her purse mm. and so it's like i like that yeah so uh, uh the forest has now changed around her it's no longer this scary thing it's now like now like um very much just like learn to live it and she like what enjoying what's reading. around her yes since she doesn't have to like see through trees it's just like this is my life this is what it is right now i've gone through changes now i can happily deposit a coin into my my little piggy bank <laughs> she's and, harvesting from her new life so. yeah wow how exciting alicia <laughs> thank you yeah i like the last card um yeah cool i appreciated that thank you you are welcome so we're going to end the podcast here. Um, Sergio, do you have any uh, advice or parting words for the listeners about tarot card experiences or what they uh, should do or take away from tarot cards in the future? I know. I, um, I just want to say if you're interested in them, I go out and buy a deck. Uh, I know there's a lot of superstition that you shouldn't buy your own tarot deck. That it needs to be a gift. Um, a lot of the research I did, that's not true. It's kind of just like an old wise tale in the community, though there's some people that really, really believe in it. I bought my own tarot deck. I'm having a great time with them. Um, but yeah, and like I've told Karen this plenty of times, I am not, uh, I don't know a lot about tarot. I'm still very much new to them and discovering it. I, I, I still have to read a lot as I pull up each card, but like, yeah, if you're interested in it, if it seems like something that might help you and you don't want to ask anyone else questions, just buy a deck and do some readings on yourself. It's a perfect place to start. I think that's interesting. Like, I really feel like for me, the value in these cards, and I don't own a deck myself, but the self-reflection is really, really valuable. Like that's something that really stands out to me is, and I'm not someone who really thinks about superstition or um, like fortune telling or anything like that. But at the same time, that's um, and like I know that's sort of the vibe of these, um, this sort of activity. But I really just feel like even asking yourself a question in a new way or with a new perspective and putting sort of a combination of perspectives together through the cards um it really presents you so many it almost unlocks you on a different path mentally um and i love what you said in in the first um podcast that these cards can be very blunt with you um you know asking yourself like why don't i value myself and the card saying like i don't know why don't you value yourself that still stands out to me when you said that um and just being like forcing you to face yourself yeah like uh when i first bought the deck i did a lot of tarot readings on like love 
and finding it. And I kept getting the same answer from the cards is like, you're going about it the wrong way. And not to get too deep into that, but I was definitely going about it the wrong way. So, so Alicia, any thoughts on this particular experience and looking into past lives and having your new question answered? Uh, I really like the past lives readings. That was cool. Um, getting to compare that to uh, the past, present, future work that we did last time. I had a question for you, Sergio. We didn't have any reversed cards this time. Um, was that is that significant? Like, do you usually have a mix? Um, I just remember last time we were talking a lot about what that significance was. Yeah, I kind of sorted this deck out uh, before we got on the podcast. So all that means all the cards were upright position. And um, just as I was shuffling them, I was just very mindful to make sure they were uh, they were being put back in in the same place. Gotcha. Yeah, and then kind of with the deck deck, I didn't want to get too much into the negative, so I I, did, I was conscious about making sure everything came up uh, right side up. But as long as it's like a choice that you're making and you're fully aware that you're making when you're dealing the cards, it really doesn't uh, it shouldn't affect the readings. Like I'm not controlling faith. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like? Even when all the cards are upright, about equal, like positive and negative cards. Not that the cards are necessarily negative, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there's definitely an equal uh, amount of it, and like even and just in this deck in particular, it's so much it has so much death in it that there's definitely negative things that you can be, that can be read into <laughs> even upright. Sure. So yeah, gotcha. I was going to say the reflection on that reflection is that I've learned a lot more about tarot cards. <laughs> so have I just through these two um, little podcasts. So I want to thank the listeners for going through this experience with us. Sergio, I always appreciate your perspectives on life and giving your time to the tarot card readings. Alicia, for always describing things so, I mean, for one, accurately, but also very well. So thank you for being here. If you want to see the photos of the cards, please go to wombatwater.com and find the podcast Tarot Cards uh, Part 2. And you'll see the spreads there. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Wombat Water on Twitter, and um, that's where we'll have the link to the website as well. And you can message us directly if you want to join our Discord server where we talk about the episode and share pictures and talk about different topics that we feel like talking about. Um, Sergio, where can we find you online? Uh I think Facebook is the best place, so Sergio Campos. Mm-hmm. Should be easy to find there. Okay, and yeah. the people could ask you questions about tarot if they want to. Oh, yeah. I've done a few readings now with some online friends, so anyone wants a reading, just shoot me a message. Awesome. Thank you for being so generous. And Alicia, how about you? I am not very present online in like public spaces. Um, I have a Twitter, but I only follow Karen Mack. Um, <laughs> what so- about your... I can't even remember. What about your Goodreads? <laughs> my SoundCloud? Your Goodreads, yes. My Goodreads. Oh, man. Um, let me pull up what my Goodreads username is. I think is. that's what you shared last time. Uh, I think I might have shared my SoundCloud. Sure. <laughs> um, I don't even know that there is a Goodreads username. Okay, well, what about what about your SoundCloud then? <laughs> um, that's A-L-A-I-C-A-R-T-E. 
Um, it's just the username on there, a la carte. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I'm Karen from Canada at Careplane on Twitter. And again, follow us at Wombat Water. Please subscribe and check out our past podcast on tarot cards. That was super uh, enlightening. And Sergio did probably the best job possible explaining tarot cards to beginners and how and very patiently (laughs) takes us through his process it's not very long um and it's really one of my favorites we just did a coconut water podcast uh we seem to do one water podcast a year um this time we changed up the games it's really fun Uh, a lot of people accusing me of cheating which i don't know what that's about um and we have a lot of great content for you it comes and goes there's no particular schedule we just have fun when we want which is what makes the podcast special is I think because we're not obligated to do any of this. We always have the most possible fun when we get together. So hope that you enjoy uh, our content that you feel like maybe you've made some new best friends. And that's all for today. Let's say bye everyone. Bye. Bye.